What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Mark's Takes. I believe this is episode five, five or six. Today, we're going to be recapping another week of Clippers basketball. It was an interesting week. I think it was a bit uncharacteristic of the Clippers, but usual, you know, around this time, pre-All-Star break, tired, you know, it's it's not unusual to see a team playing like this, and I would say the word to describe them right now would probably be inconsistent. I think we we were playing pretty consistently like last week. We were we had like four four in a row. We we lost to the Jazz because we had like starters out, and then we beat the Jazz, and then this is where this week begins. So we lost to the Nets. Tough game. I mean, I'm not going to blame the refs, but just a controversial call there at the end. And, like, I just don't like when, like, the refs decide a game like that, especially when Kawhi already had him beat, you know? So, like, he already had Harden beat, and he was going to the rim. Props to Harden. You know, he got the refs in his bag, and, like, he knows how to facilitate the refs. But at the same time, I hate when they, you know – I hate when the refs control, like, the outcome of the game, especially, you know, for to determine the game at the very end. That bothers me quite frequently. Um, I see it a lot in today's game, and it makes me sad that the refs sometimes, you know, run, run the league more than they should. But again, the game, uh, just some questionable things by Ty Lu, like, Paul George was on a minutes restriction. I think he was on a 33. He was on a 33 minutes restriction and you know, he he got pulled with like 3 4 minutes to go and he was not coming back in the game. He was you know, he was red hot too. Like he had 30 something points in that game and he and they they pulled him. And to me, it's more about Ty Lu being better with with managing his time, you know, like if he have him sit, you know, for three extra minutes in the second quarter. Have him sit for three extra minutes in the third quarter so he can go and play those three minutes, those final three minutes. You know, have him sit for two minutes of those three minutes and have him come back in the game at the end. I think it's it's frustrating to just pull the cord, you know, when, when that could have been managed because of, um, you know, just it could have been managed. He could have sat for three minutes or something in the second quarter. He could have played. So that was a tough L. And especially without KD, again, it's really tough to see how this Clippers team could beat that team in a seven-game series. I don't see it happening. It's really hard to stop them, you know, defensively. Like, it's I don't know how you stop them, really, truly. They have the best offense in the league, and... I don't know. Until we get a good guard that can play defense, I really don't see us being able to beat them. I don't really see any team, to be honest. After that game and what they did like without KD, I don't see a world where any team beats them in a in a seven-game series, truly. And I wish them the best of luck because they're rolling, and I respect it a lot. But, um... Yeah, so next game we had the Wizards. That was a good win, convincing win. Terrence Mann, you know, off the bench was balling. He was pretty good. And 
you know, just a good win. Zubak had that nice poster. It was a good bounce back, especially after the Lakers lost to them. It was good because, you know, the Clippers just put him away. They let him, you know, kind of crawl back in there at the end of the third quarter. But Terrence Mann just kind of, you know, he had a big, like, five-point swing, I think. He, he had a three, and he had, like, a layup and a dunk. And that definitely, like, swung the game back around, which I – um you know, like props to him, bro. He's like the ninth man now in the rotation, the ninth man, haha, get it. But um, yeah, so I respect to him because the confidence is crazy. He's fully taken over Luke Kennard's spot. And, you know, I respect it. I really do. I think his confidence is great. It's really good to see a player develop like that, you know, just like in front of your eyes. It's like, wow, never really saw that. I mean, I guess with Shea, but he was just, you know, touch like he was just reaching his potential or he was like just, you know, cracking open when he left the Clippers. So it was like, you know, like Terrence Mann, like he, no one thought anything of him. He's like the 50th pick or something in the draft. So it's really great to see. Really, really great to see. And so we got the win, and then we're headed on the road. So we went play the Grizzlies on Thursday. It was the first of a back-to-back. And I want to say that this was the worst Clippers game for them of the entire season. And I say this because, yes, we did lose by 50 points to the Mavs, but we were, you know, we were missing Kawhi. That's an early game in the season where, you know, People don't really know what's going on. Like, they're still not really locked in to their roles. They don't, you know, whatever. We lost by 50. Kawhi wasn't playing. You know, forget about that one. But this one, you know, we had our full roster. And it was just defensively, we were just not there because we had, like, what? It was, like, 70 points in the paint or something. And, yeah, so defensively, I really sometimes question – Zubok's ability because he's so he's sometimes he's just asleep in the paint and sometimes we have really poor guard play and what happens is you know our guards get beat off the dribble and then we have a center in the middle who's just clueless and that's basically what happened with Zubok and I mean there was just the defense was non-existent in that game, and you can't allow 70-plus points in the paint. That's got to be a record or something. I want to say that was the worst the worst game of the Clippers season. Just, just embarrassing, you know. You can't – embarrassing. And then, you know, next game was Friday, so they had a back-to-back and then blew them out, you know, blew the Grizzlies out. It was a good, like, revenge game. Kawhi was really good as well. And, I mean, better game. Just defensively, they were so much more active and just a good bounce back. I thought the energy was a lot better. Just that, that Thursday game just really pisses me off because those are the type of games that are so winnable, but they're just they're just not there, you know? Like, they're just not mentally there and they just kind of check out and that is pisses me off. Like, I get it. Adversity is good and every team needs a bit of adversity, but, like, there's a difference, I think, between adversity and being lazy. You know, adversity, you got some real challenge and you're going up against bad odds and you beat that adversity. 
being lazy is just like, you know, falling asleep on defense, just laziness, turning it over. They were really bad turning it over, allowing so many points off turnovers. Again, there's a difference between laziness and adversity, and I think that game was classified to me as laziness. But I'm glad that they were able to bounce back in Memphis the next day. Paul George got his fried chicken or whatever. He had like some good mac and cheese. That shit looked dank. And it was a good bounce back. I think Paul George is in a bit of a slump right now. And that's kind of, that takes me to today. So today, a bad, another bad loss on national television. I don't know how many this is now. Let's see. I mean, the Nets was a bad loss on national television. We lost to the Celtics on national television. That Friday night game, horrible. Lost to the Nets on national television. Like, you know, we get these nationally televised games and then we suck on national TV. And it's hard because, you know, no one, not everyone's watching prime ticket games. Okay, those are like... The only people that are watching prime ticket games are the real Clipper fans out there, like diehard Clipper fans. The people who watch the national games are more NBA fans who are casuals about Clipper basketball. So when they're seeing the Clippers lose constantly on national television, they're going to say bad things about the Clippers because it's like, yeah, I mean, you're only getting a very small sample size of the Clippers when they're on national television, when they underperform severely. I mean, they underperform badly on national television. Paul George, again, he didn't underperform, though, last last Sunday against the Nets. Like, I'll give him that. He didn't underperform at all. He just got pulled, you know, in the final final three minutes or whatever it was. Like, he just got pulled. Today, underperforming, for sure, 100% pandemic p whatever you want to call it and it's tough because i love paul george i'll defend paul george you know a lot but when he's constantly underperforming on national television and you see everybody just like slandering him it's really really tough again because these people are only getting this small sample size of him after i've seen him you know balling for the entire year now, I think, you know, he was injured, sidelined, whatever, came back, looks really bad. I mean, not bad, just like shot is off for sure. I mean, he's had good moments, I would say, but this Bucks game was just, he did not look good. He was forcing shots. He was just rushing on offense. He was just like, we we had so many opportunities to just put the game away. You know, it was a, it was like, what? 100 to like 95 or whatever there were so many opportunities to put the game away and I'm not I'm not trying to single out him but there were so many opportunities to put the game away where they couldn't and I could pinpoint the exact moment where the game shifted it was when Patrick Beverly turned it over he was trying to spoon feed Marcus Morris for a shot you know like the elbow and turned it over and that moment the momentum just kind of flipped, totally, totally flipped, and I'm not saying Beverly cost us the game, but there were there was a sequence of errors that were were horrible for the momentum of the team, and you can't have that 
down the stretch in a big game like that. You can't have mistake after mistake after mistake. Like, a championship team does not do that. That's how you stay in the second round. If you're just going to do mistake after mistake after mistake, you're going to get nowhere. It's also all the ISO the ISO ball, it's like, get out of the way, let me shoot it. Paul George, you're shooting horribly. Why are you shooting, like, eight contested three-pointers when we have the number three, number two, whatever you want to say, MVP on our team? Like, what? What's the, what's the ranking he's in? Three, two, four? I don't know. But we have a top five MVP candidate, okay? And you're shooting these contested three-pointers when you're having a horrible game. It's just like, read the room, and I'll defend Paul George or whatever, but it's like, at what point, you know, is he, is he got to say, no, I'm going to give the ball over to someone else and have them win the game? Kawhi was, you know, Kawhi was better, but he still hit some, hit some bad shots too. Like, he was still hitting horrible shots, and, you know, he was taking horrible shots, and he wasn't hitting them. That's what I meant to say, so... It was just a frustrating all-around effort. And then again, after the loss, there's like the whole, do we need a point guard thing? It happens really after every national televised loss. And I think I'm on the fence about it. Like sometimes I'm like, yes, we do 150% because, you know, we needed a guy out there to handle the ball so Paul George and Kawhi can get open and space the floor. You know, Patrick Beverly is not that guy. And he's also not a guard, he's not a point guard that we can rely on to score in the final four minutes or however long it was, they didn't score. They didn't score in the final, what, four minutes of the game? It was an utter disaster, utter. And it's just another East Coast team and another national televised game that we cannot win. These... East Coast and these national televised games are racking up, okay? We didn't we lost to the Nets twice, lost to the Celtics. What else? I mean, there's got to be another one that we lost to on national TV. They're they're racking up here. We got to beat some East Coast teams Tuesday night against the Celtics. A great a great game, you know. That's a great game to win. The Celtics are in a vulnerable position, okay? Vulnerable. And you know, it, it it could be a win. We could get some revenge. Let's get some revenge. You know, they beat us at Staples. It's time to get some revenge and take them, you know, get a win back at the Garden. I think after today, we we have to get a win. We got to finish these. We got to win out until the All-Star break. We got the Celtics and the Wizards. Two winnable games, but everyone needs to contribute. Also today in the Bucks game, like, First half, no one was contributing outside of Kawhi and Paul George. Got better in the second half, but you can't have that because we were already fighting back. And we, Serge really, Serge Ibaka really brought us back in that third quarter. He was hot. Ty Lu benched him for like seven minutes or something of the fourth quarter. And then the Bucks kind of hung around with Zubak in. So I was like, why the fuck is Zubak in? He's a, sometimes he's a liability. I love Zubak. Sometimes I'll be like, he's the best backup center in the league top three backup center so other times I'm like this dude is a full-on liability and sometimes he is it's like he can't guard the paint he 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 fouls a lot he's a big fouler when he gets beat he just fouls 
um, doesn't rebound. He does like the volleyball swat, like a spike kind of type of thing. And it's like, what are you doing? So he's really inconsistent. And I think that's a word that just kind of fits with this Clippers team is inconsistency, especially this week. Like if I'm recapping this week in general, inconsistency is the word I, that comes to mind just because you know, it's win-loss, 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 and we can't really seem to get going on a win, on a win pace, you know, we were, we were like win, 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 loss, win, 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 loss, but now it's more like win-loss, win-loss, we really can't seem to get on a roll, and it's, that's not the way you want to be going into all-star break, you know, we want to be rolling, want to be feeling good, want to come out hot, especially because we have that really, really tough, stretch of games you know our second you know our strength of schedule post all-star break is really tough I mean we have that like nine game homestand and yeah I mean it's it's tough so we want to I want to end the first half of the season on a high note okay and yeah I mean I just want to end the first half on a half of the season on a high note I think it's not time to overreact, okay? They're 24 and 12. But I think consistency is key. And just keep building momentum to the playoffs. I, you know, none of this is like... This win-loss, win-loss thing is never good when you're rolling into the playoffs. We want to be consistent. We want to close out games consistently. Their inability to close out these big games, especially on national television, is just brutal it's brutal to watch as a fan truly because I've seen it it's just like a movie I've seen a billion times because it happens every time and yeah I mean some people will you know call me negative or whatever or like a pessimist but I really think that the Clippers need an addition and maybe it's a point guard something I'm like I don't know but I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. If I'm like, if it's maybe it's Zoe, you know, maybe it's Lonzo. Is it going to be Lonzo? Probably. Probably not. I mean, we don't even, we don't, we don't know. I don't even know what the, what the Clippers are like available to get. Okay. But I do know that the Clippers have a serious problem closing games and if you're denying it, you know, you're lying to yourself. I don't have much confidence in our stars closing games. I've seen it too many times. They can't make shots at the end of the game. And at what point do you have to say, okay, let's trade some other people and get another, you know, addition? It doesn't have to be a star. Kyle Lowry is out of our reach. But who could we get on a decent deal to really help contribute, I would say, more to the defense than the offense. A part of me wants to scratch this entire 2019. Whoever was here in 2019, get out. Get out right now. Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams. I, a part of me is like they are the curse left on this team. But another part of me is like, no, like they're the heart and soul of this team. Okay? So it's very conflicting because I'm like, I think Zoe could be honestly more efficient than them. Anyone honestly could be more efficient than Luke Kennard. He, if you're listening to this, you're as efficient as Luke Kennard. I'm as efficient as Luke Kennard. 
So, but no one's taking that fucking contract, okay? So, I don't know. I'm not Lawrence Frank at the end of the day, so I have no idea what to do. But I do think that something may something may be needed, and we'll see because it's fastly approaching. It's almost March, February 28th. Something may happen, and we'll see. But in Lawrence Frank, we trust and always remember that the Clippers do their business in silence. So you may be thinking one thing and then boom, they hit you with the complete opposite because that's just kind of how they roll. That's how the front office works. And yeah, but you know, in Jerry West, we trust in Lawrence Frank, in Lawrence Frank, we trust and let's see what happens. It's been a good a good first first half I'm gonna do a separate episode grading you know the first half because that's a whole other thing I'm gonna be giving player grades and stuff so we'll see you know I I have to really think about a player grade for everybody because yeah I mean I already I already know Luke Kennard's player grade I already know it and you guys probably already know it too so We'll see. That's going to be my next episode, just All-Star Break Edition. And, um, yeah, so that's going to do it for today's episode. I I want to thank you guys for listening today. And uh, I will catch you guys next week. I'm going to be trying to do this consistently, so we'll see what happens. And um, consistently meaning once a week, you know, recapping their week. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I'll, uh, I'll catch you in the next one. Peace out.